What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Get you fired up for some football you, you on if, Sunday afternoon. I got goosebumps just thinking back to the Cowboys Niners conference championship games of the 70s. Fast forward into the 90s. We skipped right over one matchup in the 80s. And on now into the 20s as the Cowboys try to get payback for what happened last January at AT&T Stadium. You think if they played that song, we should just stream it in the locker room? That'll get them all That'll fired get them. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many people anywhere near that locker room have any, have idea. any idea about Stampede? Right. Well, they know Cowboy Joe now. They do know the, Cowboy Joe. Because of the sweatshirts. That's right. That's, uh, that's right. And so we need to bring back Stampede. That's right. And we're doing our best here, and uh, we're doing our best to get you ready for a divisional playoff game in Santa Clara, California, 3.30 West Coast time, 5.30 Dallas time, inside the SWBC podcast studio, Bill Jones. With Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls is away today, but he has delivered his picks to click think, and a pick to win. I think he's in the witness protection program. <laughs> just, just judging by where <laughs> the he was. White wall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so no Everson in studio today. But man, we got so much to get to. Yes. Uh, and there are so many storylines on this game. We uh, it's going to be very difficult to fit it into forty-five minutes. Uh, we can tell you this much on this Friday that a football team is on a football field right now walkthrough practice mm-hmm. um, and they'll have their uh, uh, regular Saturday practice uh, tomorrow going over everything that they're going to do uh, I guess uh, and then uh, the charter wheels up at three o'clock on Saturday okay so even leaving at three o'clock by the time you get to Santa Clara, right? With, with the time change, yep. it's only 4.40. Mm-hmm. So they didn't need to. Normally, the charter leaves at 2. So that's that's one thing about flying west. An hour later, yep. right? All right. So uh, Mike McCarthy, well, we also not only had Mike McCarthy, but also we a couple of coordinators uh, talking with the media today. So you're filling up your 1996 legal yes. pad. Did you see the tweet from someone saying saying uh, that Mickey uh, 1996 wants its legal pad back? 1996. He just threw out oh, the, oh, yeah, just because you're not on your it's iPad. Not, it's not a yearly. He can say the same thing about my notebook. That's it's just not, a reference, Meg. Don't look too far into it. <laughs> yeah, just, I was wondering what 1996, it's just like a, I it's missed It's a funny line. Right? I mean, uh, okay. uh, if, if you get it. Okay. Uh, it's not a yearly <laughs> notepad. It's a weekly uh, yeah, notepad. Okay. All right. Me. I, I, I Apologize for even bringing that up. So what's on your legal pad? Oh, I, I think what I took from uh, what uh, Dan Quinn had to say, and then I think Mike McCarthy has emphasized it. Now, he did this. Dan Quinn uh, did this uh, session with the media before he talked to the Broncos today? 8.40 this okay. morning. All right. I, you know what? All the Broncos need to do is just get the game film from Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. That should be interview enough. Yep. And if he has another good Sunday night, 
game. Well, you, you could take most every game film from the last couple of years. Yeah, and say, okay, yeah, I want this guy. But, right. but if I'm hiring him, I'm telling him, you're the defensive coordinator. I don't want this, I'm the head coach, and then I'm yeah. going to be a walk-around guy, right? Because I think he's awfully good. Uh, but both guys all week long have emphasized tackling, that tackling will be uh, a premium need in this game against the team uh, that I'm sure somebody came up with a stat on it, leads the league in yards after catch. Uh, and just because of their guys being so versatile, wide receivers playing running back, running backs playing wide receiver, they got a fullback, a tight end, and everybody runs well after the catch. Uh, so they've really uh, talked about it all week long, tackling, tackling, tackling. Makes it a lot easier for a rookie quarterback, too. Yes. When you don't have to throw it as far down the field. Yeah, absolutely. And for a rookie quarterback to have the people around him that he does offensively, right? Um and, and so it makes it easier on him. So what the Cowboys have to do is tackle well, first down, second down if they're running, uh, and making sure they get him into more third and long situations. Uh, and maybe their pass rush can make him uncomfortable. Because, you know, Micah Parsons was unbelievably good yesterday, right? I think we, we talked about it Um or no, we didn't because that was after. It was off the year, yeah. right? Yeah. So tell everyone how good Micah Parsons was talking with the media yesterday. I mean, he's when I got done there, so I'm supposed to finish my column today, right? And I was thinking, I'm just going to transcribe what he had to say and say, here, I can't write it any better than he said it about just he's so just right on the button. They were they were asking him about playing San Francisco. And he goes, yeah, that's what we want to do. He goes, you know, if you're going to get to where you got to go, you got to, you got to play the best. He goes, let's get it done now. He goes, I want to play them. I want to see where my team is, right? What about playing Trent Williams? Well, what about Trent Williams playing me? <laughs> he goes, he goes, you know what? We're, we're awfully good at what we do. And you know what this NFL stuff, and I'm certainly paraphrasing right now, although if I had brought my computer down, I could have read it to you. He said, we're in show business, and we got two of the best guys at what they do going up against each other. He goes, this is going to be great. He goes, you know, I'm looking forward to it. He goes, I bet he's looking forward to playing me. And, and, and just going on and on, uh, talked about, you know, people say, well, you know, San Francisco's physical and, you know, if you're going to beat them, you got to. He goes, no, we don't have to be San Francisco. We have to be us. We have to do what we do. And they're going to have to deal with us. And I was like, this, this is just gold, right? And it just on City and hasn't on. studied the uh, rivalry between the Cowboys and Niners through the no, years. Yeah. But he has studied boxing. Yeah. And yeah. related that. And, and he basically <laughs> said, yeah, he goes, you know, when you're a boxer, you're, you know, listening to, to Ali, and he goes, he's preparing for 12 rounds. I was going to say, no, it was 15, <laughs> then, right? But he goes, so we got to prepare for 12 rounds, right? And it just one after another, he goes, this is who we wanted to play. We want to play them. And it wasn't a, and he said, it wasn't like motivation by revenge. It was like, hey, they're real good. So that's who we want to play. We got to measure ourselves. Uh, and he, he was basically like, let's get it on. You know, let's go. And so if the rest of the guys are thinking similar you know, I, I think from a mental standpoint, this team is in a better situation now than they were last year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I got the feeling last year they sort of tippy-toed into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, remember? Coach kind of uh, admitted it the angst, next day. Angst. Yep. Yeah, right? he, he sensed some angst in the locker room for uh, that game. Yeah, you know, and they came out with their butterflies or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, they came out with their boom box and, you know, they're dancing, coming out the tunnel. Uh, and, and so now I think the Cowboys, even Zach Martin, he, he, he's, his, his quote to me, and, and it, was, it was really good, it was sort of like um, he, he, he said something about he still can't figure out 
where they were in that game. Like he was bewildered. Like how, how did that happen? Because if you look at it, they got out to um, a big lead. They got down thirteen to nothing, sixteen to seven, twenty-three to seven before they scored the next ten points and like engaged right and had the ball there at the twenty-yard line. If they had gotten uh, one more try, oh, uh, Martin said, "Why weren't we more ready?" Meaning that that was in his mind thinking back, like because he looked back and he said it just felt like we weren't ready. And he said this time he said guys are excited to play this team, and I think that's true. You know when I and, and it's this team, right? This team's playing, not last year's team. I went back and looked, and there are 31 guys either no longer on this team from last year or they're in different spots or they're not starting. Uh, so that that's a huge difference in what you had uh, last year. Well, look at what happened the first four possessions of the game for the 49ers last year in this game. Starting with the first drive of the game, they went 75 yards in seven plays for a touchdown. Cowboys punt. It was a three and out for the right. Cowboys. And they come back uh, 23 yards and nine plays for a field goal. And so it's 10 nothing to start the game in the first quarter. Cowboys five and out, punt. And the Niners come back 56 yards and 12 plays for a field goal. Now it's 13 to nothing. And then the Cowboys got a touchdown to make it 13-7. The Niners get it back. And they go 41 yards and five plays for another field goal. And all, you know, it's 16-7 to before you know it. But along the way, uh, if you look... Uh, in that five play and out, they had a holding call. So backed you up 10 yards. Suddenly now it's third and 16, right? Uh, the next possession for San Francisco, uh, Randy Gregory gets called for a neutral zone infraction. Uh, first and 10 at the San Francisco 32. I had forgotten that they got called. I'm not saying they committed. I'm going to say they got <laughs> called for 14. Penalties in right. the game, fourteen, and so which which leads to the Niners scored whether it was a touchdown or a field goal on five of their first six possessions of that game, going all the way into the uh, through the third quarter basically of that game. Right, and even after they finally kicked the field goal, uh, a, a twenty, it was uh, third and five at the twenty. Um, Oh, that was the touchdown they scored. The next possession, another holding call. So it put them behind. And I think that's one of the things they they remember, the penalties that, that they committed. So, yeah. Uh, um, but this is, you know, it took them to the fourth quarter to really get rolling. And then all of a sudden, uh, there they were, right? 20-yard line, ready to, you know, take one last desperation shot. By the way... The quarterback for San Francisco in this game, what was he doing a year ago? He was uh, probably playing in a bowl game. No, he was, just, he was probably State getting ready getting for, a, for, for an all-star game or something yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know if he was at the senior – I don't think he was at the senior bowl or anything. He was getting ready for the combine or something. Uh, yeah. And uh, so here it is, Brock Purdy uh, versus Dak Prescott. You know, it's interesting – you look at the two quarterbacks in this game, and very similar uh, stories for, right. for Brock Purdy and How Dak each Prescott. Of them got to start, even right? going back to their college days. Think about Dak when he was at Mississippi State. At one point, Mississippi State was ranked number one in the country during his time as a quarterback there. He made as big an impact on the Mississippi State program as any player in the history of that program. You look at Brock Purdy the last four years at Iowa State. As a true freshman, he played and, and started games. He was 7-2 and two as a starting quarterback as a true freshman at a program that is not a traditional power by any means in college football. Put together a 30-17 and 17 record at Iowa State, including a 9-3 and three season one year, uh, Fiesta Bowl win, Major Bowl win. I mean, you can make a case that the last four years for Iowa State football might be the best four years in the history of, the, of that football program. All right, he comes into the NFL as a third-day draft pick, just like Dak Prescott was a third-day draft pick. And Only his day was longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His day went all the way to the end of the draft. Uh, but he comes into a really good team, 
Dak Prescott came into a really good team. And we were going into training camp in 2016, and some of us had Dak Prescott as the fourth man on the depth chart at quarterback <laughs> behind Tony Romo, Kellen Moore, and Jameel Showers. But Dak took advantage of his opportunity. He had not one but two quarterback injuries that happened in the preseason, and he starts every game of a 13-3 and season. Brock Purdy, not one but two injuries. And he has won every game that he's been in uh, the last uh, seven weeks for the San Francisco 49ers. Very similar stories, Dak and, and Brock Purdy. Except for their age. Dak will be the oldest quarterback in well, the Well, right, but they were the same age when yeah. they came in. They were both 23 years old and when they came in. He's now the youngest. But my, my point Dak on was. that, my point on that is in contrast to, say, a Trey Lance at North Dakota State, who uh, the 49ers used a whole bunch of draft capital for to acquire. He, but if you go back and look at his time at North Dakota State, not very many passes attempt, not much playing time at North Dakota State. Brock Purdy has over 12,000 passing yards in his college career. Dak Prescott was a three-year starter at Mississippi State, was a mature guy coming into the league. And that's why Brock Purdy, the stage has not been too big for him so far. What happened with Dak, though, in the playoffs? His first his, first playoff game? Because now let's see if Brock Purdy, uh, who has a playoff win under his belt, but in the first half of that game against Seattle, it looked it, yeah. it, it uh, didn't look so good for him, and they got it together in the second half. But now he's he gets a real test against a very good defense and an experienced quarterback on the other side. Which – prompted not him but the other thing Parsons said was they ain't played us yet yep and you gotta love it mm-hmm. just and you just aft one after another after another so when it was pointed out to Dak that he's uh uh the oldest quarterback left in the in the playoffs <laughs> he looked up and he goes s goes fast <laughs> <laughs> It does. It so does. You, so you better take advantage of yes, yes. this opportunity. Because yeah, and that was another thing. Uh, I, um, I, was it Curse said it or, or Zeke? It was like, you know, these opportunities don't come along every. You're not guaranteed this opportunity every year, so you got to take advantage of it. And by the way. I don't think playing on the road matters. No, at I don't, all. I don't think so either. It, I mean, it didn't matter uh, last year. I, mean, I think it was one in three uh, were home teams in this round of the playoffs last year. Right. And uh, I mean, you look at even San Francisco last year. They went on the road last year and they beat Dallas and then Green Bay and then had the Rams against the ropes last year. And I think this Cowboys team, I think now. It has a maturity about it, right? That uh, and the experience from last year. They understand. Okay, it's a it's a different game this time of the year. Yeah, and and when you're on the road, and you know this has been pointed out, it's like you don't have any personal problems. You're just with your team, right? Uh, you're not worried about um, tickets and yeah. you know and your aunt Jean coming in right. and where is she going to stay and and trying to make time for them uh, in between your meetings at the team hotel right. if they want to come see you because they just got in town that kind of stuff or you got to figure out where you're where you're where you're staying am I staying at home or am I staying in the hotel <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things that get um, that get simplified I should say so yeah. Um, I, I just think, I just think that because uh, um, somebody said something to Dak about how confident it looks like San Francisco is. He goes, "We're a con- we're a confident team here too." So just the, just the nature has changed, I think. Uh, but he he did also point it out, thinking back to last year. It's huge for us to get some points, score early, which obviously they didn't do. Uh, last year, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was a good day of uh, interviews. Well, and that gets back to one of the keys for San Francisco. People talk about, um, I think their record might be twenty eight and two when they uh, 
run the ball more than 30 times in a game. Well, a lot of that has to do with they're ahead in games, and so they're running the ball. It's like the old Emmett Smith stat on if Emmett got 20 carries in a game, the Cowboys were unbeatable. Uh, and a lot of that is you're putting the game away late in the game. And so if you fall behind 16-7, 23-7, then they're going to run for 170 yards on 38 carries, which the, which is what they did last year against the Cowboys. Right. Yeah, so, um, so that's why you you have to jump ahead on this. I mean, and case in point was I mean the, the most extreme uh, example of it was back in the nineties in the ninety four championship game when three future Hall of Famers turned the ball over three times in the first five minutes of a game and you fall behind twenty one nothing. You can have you Jimmy Johnson wrote the book on swagger when Jimmy wasn't coaching that team, but that though Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin still had a lot of swagger coming into yeah. that game. But if you turn the ball over three times in the first five minutes of the game, it doesn't matter how much swagger you've got, you're behind the eight ball. And I noticed that this is almost uh, similar. So when the Cowboys went to San Francisco in 1992 to play that NFC uh, title game, they were four-point underdogs. I think the last thing I saw this morning, the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, and as I remember in that game, it was like, you know, the the 49ers had had all their stars. They had been to four Super Bowls. They had, you know, been to uh, NFC title games, I don't know, seven, eight times since 1981 when they beat the Cowboys. Uh, and they, it was like, well, the Cowboys are a year away. They're too young. And it's like, well, no, they're not too young. Uh, and, and they kind of proved it. But if you think about it, they came out there uh, with some confidence. Remember the confrontation between – uh, Kevin Smith and Jerry Rice right from the start of the game, right? And uh, they got into a push and shoving match, and it's like, Pup, what are you doing? You're a rookie. That's Jerry Rice, but they weren't backing down, right? And Just I, like Micah Parsons saying, yes. that, that's Trent Williams. He's a 10-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's okay. Let's go. Let's see who's, who, who can do what, right? And, and so, yeah, I think – and then somebody mentioned the Dak about, do you think getting that win got the monkey off your back? He goes – I ain't got no monkey on our back. <laughs> you know, it's like, so it was one thing after another after another that I think if you, you were part of it, you started uh, thinking, okay, from a mental standpoint, if it makes a difference, they're in the right place. All right. We continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, 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 to mixed 
Shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and that's capepostcompany.com. And as Mickey mentioned, it'll be 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The Cowboys are headed to Santa Clara to take on the uh, Niners. Divisional round of the playoffs. Come out to Miller Lighthouse, AT&T Stadium, for a free... A free divisional watch party on Sunday. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders will be there, rowdy, enjoying, a, and you can enjoy a $5 Miller Lights, lawn games, food trucks, and more. Gates open at 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Kickoff is at 5.30. And for more info, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs, the divisional watch party. Get there early. I'm watching highlights of Dak throwing to C.D. Lamb, which was a, another question that came up uh, to Mike McCarthy today about getting last game. I think C.D. only had uh, two catches maybe. Uh, let's see here. C.D. He had one four, catch for 21 yards. What? Uh, oh, against San Francisco. Against San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant yeah. – yeah. And, and – and, and so it, he pointed out that, okay, this is a different team, right? He's the number one guy now. You know, they still had Coop back then. I think he ended up with six catches in the game. And by the way, in case everybody's uh, forgotten, um, they did not have Michael Gallup available in that game. Mm-hmm. Remember, he got hurt. Um, the leading receiver was Dalton Schultz, seven catches for 89 yards. Um, and was that? And, and Cedric, like the, Cedric Wilson had five catches for 62 yards right, in that game. Right, yeah. And then they had, uh, is it was it Malik Turner, the fourth yes, receiver? Yes, right? yep. Yeah, he was playing in that game. Uh, so there was no Noah Brown. Blake Jarwin played in that game. Yeah. So that shows the turnover. And by the way, Tony Pollard had four carries for 14 yards in that game. So that was the game. It came up. I almost forgot. That was the the game where they completed the fourth down pass. Anger completed a pass, and they were going to go to the line of scrimmage, remember? And they were going to run another play. And they thought the Cowboys substituted when they didn't because J. Ron Kirst, I think he put his foot over the white line, and they held up the play That's right. yeah. for San Francisco to sub. And then they were out there with their punt team, and it's like McCarthy goes, yeah, we're not going to run a play against their punt team, right? <laughs> so they ended up getting a delay a game because they had to run their regular offense on, or they had to call timeouts. Mm-hmm. But, the yeah, the whole idea got foiled by, by a, a, a ticky-tack thing like that. All right, uh, who are the uh, two highest-scoring teams in the National Football League the last 11 weeks of the season? Oh, last, the, la- last 11. 11 weeks, going, including last week. Well, the Cowboys had to be pretty high. Cowboys are number one, averaging 33 points a game since Dak returned from his injury. And if you go through the nine weeks, like get rid of the Detroit game, his first back, and the last game, when they scored six points, they were averaging 36 points right. in those other nine games. But if you go back uh, to October 30th, the Chicago game, mm-hmm. just start it from there, uh, and the Cowboys scored 49 in that game. The Cowboys have scored 33 points a game to lead the league, which includes the wild card round. And guess who is number two? San Francisco. Yes, 31 points a game. And that that coincided with the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Right. And so, uh, and the Niners are now 11 and 1 after making the trade. The first game that McCaffrey played in, which is a couple of days after the trade, was against Kansas City. They lost, and they've won 11 straight games since then. So they finished uh, sixth in. Uh, points per game, and the Cowboys finished fourth. In fact, I was uh, I did some research on McCaffrey, and I, I wish Everson was here today because uh, did you know that uh, Everson and McCaffrey's dad were teammates with the Giants with the Giants in '91. Ed, 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 Ed McCaffrey, who by the way made the Pro Bowl uh, in his career, he's 
10-year career in the NFL. Uh, he was a third-round pick of the Giants in 1991, and Everson was with New York then. Um, how about what the Niners gave up for McCaffrey in in this trade? Their they, their firstborn. <laughs> the Niners now the Niners gave up in this trade with Carolina this year's second round, third round, and fourth round picks, and next year's fifth round pick. Okay, but think about what's happened with the Niners and the relatively new here the last couple of years, the minority hiring compensatory picks. They have the Niners just this week with Rand Carthen, one of their executives, becoming the general manager of the Tennessee Titans. No, they didn't get they compensation pick, they for get, that. No, yes. Oh, that's right. They get two third round picks for that. For that. For the minority hire. They got two third-round picks for Robert Saleh becoming the head coach of the New York Jets a couple of years ago. And they got two first-round picks for Mike McDaniel becoming the head coach of the Minnesota of the Miami Dolphins last year. And so they've got – you look at what they gave up for McCaffrey. They replaced it. They're replacing it with their compensatory picks on uh, either head coach or executive hirings. They, I'm not sure exactly what the number is, and some of those spread over a couple of year period. Yeah, right, but they have at least two third round compensatory picks for these hires in this year's. It may be three this year, and which basically you're looking at the what they gave up for McCaffrey. If you factor that in, is basically a second round draft pick and maybe a fifth next year. Will McClay better watch his step? That's funny. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's get this guy a job. We need some draft it's picks. It's funny you say that because it was Will McClay who pointed. The- uh, I did a segment with Will yesterday, right. and um, I don't even know what brought it up. He said, "Well, they're just you know they're picking up third, uh, compensatory picks left and right uh, for all these uh, hirings." And uh, he said, "He said he told he told Stephen, are you going to trade me? <laughs> you going to trade me for a couple?" Couple of third round picks. <laughs> so so Will is watching his step. Right. <laughs> or he needs to make a couple of mistakes so no one wants him, right? Otherwise they're gonna go promoting him, right? Hey, this guy's pretty darn good. Uh-huh. That's a good one. I like that. So anyway, but I mean yeah, what a difference that has made in that San Francisco team acquiring McCaffrey. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, John Lynch, a Stanford guy, was a teammate of Ed McCaffrey's at, at Stanford. Uh, Lynch was actually a quarterback there his first couple of years at, at Stanford and then made the switch to defensive back his last year there. So he was throwing passes to Ed McCaffrey in practice at Stanford. He was and, a backup quarterback. And I was just reading – um, oh, who was it? So, oh, it was it was uh, Lynn, the Cowboys. Yeah, Anthony Lynn's a running backs direct, coach running and back. assistant did, head coach. Did you read that story today? So when he was with Mike Shanahan at Denver, okay, Kyle was the number one ball boy <laughs> <laughs> and now he's working for him that's right and you know if, and the 49ers are hoping he gets a head coaching job soon yeah, so right. they'll get two third round draft picks for him <laughs> then we don't re- rehire him right that's right that's pretty good that, that's a that's a great stat all right uh Let's save some time for our yes. picks as we get you ready for the 5.30 kickoff on Sunday. Back with more mix Shots in a moment. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. 
So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, 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 to mixed shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. All right, it's our final segment before the big game on Sunday. We got nine minutes here to wrap things up and get you ready for a kickoff. So, question for you Who do you think is trying to simulate the plays that are run by Debo Samuel on the Cowboys uh, scout team? You got hmm. a guess? Um. Because there's nobody like him. Uh, who would be? Can I take a guess. Uh, Chris Beam can take a guess. Producer yeah, Supreme. He probably uh, knows. No, I don't know. No, he I'm doesn't. Just, know. I can guess. I've got one that popped into mind, but I'll let you. Uh, the I'll let you guess first, Producer Supreme. I would say if you want to get the speed, I don't know about the size, but speed at least. How about Turpin? Okay, you got Turpin. You know, C.J. Goodwin has been the uh, the quarterback scout guy right. on a yeah. running quarterback. Right. Uh, so that popped into my mind immediately uh, just based on that in the past. I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to think of someone who's otherwise – so it must be a defensive player. No, it's an offensive player. Oh, it is player. an offensive player. Yeah. Is it one that's been – He was active the first game of the season. Oh. oh, that's easy. That's the wide receiver from, uh, is it Western oh. Michigan? <laughs> Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston. Dennis yeah, Houston. Yeah. All right. I forgot Dennis Houston was still on the team. <laughs> well, he's on the scout team. There's no reason you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I, I would think that was a very important job this All right. this week. I, Just most, the different things that well, uh, definitely. Houston can do. Uh, or can he do because of what Samuel can do? And that's going to be uh, very important. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I, the other thing is I think they're pretty confident that J. Ron Curse uh, will be good to go. That's um, a huge thing. And it sounds like they really liked the the alignment with the safeties playing – Three to four safeties at okay. a time. Okay, so how does that match up? Because we talked about earlier in the week. I thought the way Tampa Bay and the personnel that Tampa Bay has at the wide receiver right. position, the Cowboys were fortunate to be playing that type of team uh, and going with, I mean, obviously their base is a big nickel to begin with, but uh, even in the dime package where you got McQuamu covered in the slot, uh, and Kirsk was guarding Godwin a lot uh, in the game the other day. So how does that match up with the San Francisco personnel, though? Well, if you look at their wide receiver group, I mean, you know, they like to play the fullback, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, so, so a lot of 21 personnel. Right. So Ayuk and Debo would be your top two wide receivers. And then after that, it's uh, Jawan Jennings as mm-hmm. the third guy. Um and so 
be interesting if they go well, the, the that th- direction. The thing that's interesting about it is when McCaffrey moves out to the so slot, slot, right, which is a different uh, skill set than what you saw Against with Tampa with Bay. Tampa Bay, and that would which be, is probably a lot of the reason why Tom Brady struggled this year uh, compared to the past. Uh, you know, obviously with New England, he always had uh, the uh, Wes Welker type slot receiver. They should have signed Danny Beasley. Amendola. Beasley's was available. Uh, they, well, they did. They had him for a little bit, well, uh, for a week or so. Yeah, it and didn't then, last long. Exactly. That's right. He retired. Yeah, that's right. Until Buffalo. Came and then he came back and he scored a touchdown in the playoffs right. last week. So it, uh, you would think, uh, and and I don't know much about Jawan Jennings, but. If that's a or, or Jennings is a big receiver. He's a six three, two hundred twelve pound receiver. So, so he's not one of those little. Brandon Ayuk fits that mold a little bit more uh, as far as being a shifty guy, right. you know. But I would imagine you're putting digs on Ayuk, right? No matter where he lines up, uh, and Mukwamu, uh might match up with Jennings since he's kind of a big wide receiver. McCaffrey will be the mismatch. Mm-hmm. And, and what about Debo? And Debo, I don't know what you better put <laughs> two guys on him. There better be a safety and a corner on him. So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like like with Tampa, you had Godwin. It was a lot of underneath stuff, and I mean he kind of uh, took on that tight end role a little bit, even though he's not a tight end as far as you know underneath stuff and then uh, attacking the seam. But they absorbed where, where, where you could put a curse on yeah, him right. uh, easily. Uh, not he's not the quick twitch guy uh, like a McCaffrey would be. You might have to zone that thing, mm-hmm. and because you're running, your linebackers are not going to run with McCaffrey in coverage in man, right? So and, and, and then, so that's what and so then. Okay, Donovan Wilson. Yeah, and but I mean Bland being more of a slot corner but would be. A gotta, better, but then you got the out. That's the that's where the Cowboys are hurting right now. And so how how do they gauge how how Xavier Rhodes looks where he could play outside and you can move Bland into the slot uh, and. It's just going to be very interesting to see how Dan Quinn matches him up uh, with the personnel that um, that San Francisco has. And, and, and the tricky part of, of it is you have that same personnel on the field whether they're going to run the ball or throw the ball. Right. I mean, that's what that's the beauty of the addition of McCaffrey to that team is his versatility allows them to not dictate at the snap whether they're going to run the ball or or, or throw it. Right, and and Quinn talked about that their Cause, versatility because the Cowboys didn't care last week whether they were in eleven personnel or twelve personnel. They were going with their base big nickel package, and they would just match up. This this week might be a little different, right? Where you got to have the true cornerbacks on the field. Well, then the only other cornerback you got is Rhodes. That's right, and Kelvin Joseph. So, they put him out there. Uh, he said of Rhodes, I thought he demonstrated uh, in a short time he picked up what they were doing. So I guess that was good. He said, I felt his energy, um, you know, but again, and he said he'll stay attached to somebody. So they may have to, you know, how see how the game goes. Uh, you know, that might be one of those things where you got this great plan and then as soon as you get punched in the mouth, the plan goes away. Mm-hmm. Was that the old boxing term? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson that's right. right. As Nate Newton has joined yeah. us the last couple of minutes Everybody's here. got a great plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's right. All right, so we got a couple of minutes left to make our picks here. And Everson has his picks. And his pick was Cowboys win 30-24. to And he's got C.D. Lamb with two TDs. You like that? I like it. Because we know what Nate's got. Yes, sir. Cowboys by one. The uh, yeah, only reason I came here is to hear his deal. <laughs> That's the only reason I came here. You didn't care no, about no, mine? No, I, I love you and Everson's, but he is the show when it comes to picks to click. 
<laughs> one pick, one click. I wonder if he uh, filled up with gas today. Th- uh, that's the uh, reason. Or did he fill up, or did he stop it? Do half a half uh, a fill up, or something like well, that? Well, then let me go first, so we'll <laughs> okay. keep everybody with us till the <laughs> yeah. end, right? Mm-hmm. I've got the Cowboys thirty-five, thirty-one. Cool. Ooh, both and, in the thirties. And if CD is his pick. Then the guy throwing it to him is my pick. Wow. Dak Prescott's going to be the difference wow. in this game. Great, mm. great pick, man. Okay, all right. Okay, who are they playing? Yeah. They're uh, playing the 49ers. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I did fill up. I went ahead and filled up, and it went way beyond what the score would be. It was like $75. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for having that big monster. So instead, I looked at the the other pumps. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked, okay, is there one of these pumps that has a score that looks like it could be a football score? An amount that looks like it could be a football (laughs) score. And I found one. What was the score of the game when the Cowboys, Nate Newton and the Cowboys, went to the NFC Championship game at Candlestick Park 30 years ago this week? I I couldn't tell you. I I, I believe it was 30 to 20. 30 to 20. We beat them like that? Wasn't that game tight? It was a tight game, but that late touchdown after an Alvin Harper 80-yard slant and Emmett scored the touchdown, I think. Oh, Calvin Martin. You remember what happened after that? Kelvin Martin scored the touchdown. What happened after that? Missed extra Land point. Land Elliott missed the extra point. Kept, so kept we've it. had this before. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah. Kept it a two-score game. Yeah, though. That's right. All right, so here it is. Here's my final score right there. 90, oh, 29-20. Not 30-20. 29-20 against the – that totals 49. See, 49. I got yeah. you. Cowboys 29, Niners 20. He's making a mockery of this exercise. <laughs> is, your, is your final score the pick to click? There's so much talk about Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the Cowboys Christian McCaffrey? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Tony. Oh, after you did all those great numbers and stats yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. After you upset Mick and he tried to one one better you. <laughs> <laughs> Last three years. Tony Pollard, 3,055 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 3,039 yards. So Tony Pollard is your winner of the pick-to-click. Somebody uh, pointed out that uh, Zeke's uh, average per carry is way down, and I'm thinking if I'm Zeke, we're on the one-yard line, I don't want any more of those carries because all I can get is one yard per carry Mm -hmm. at the one. So that, that didn't get pointed out that they use him close to the goal line and he scores touchdowns so, by the way. So if he had 12 one-yard touchdown runs, then you just take those off his total and see what his average is then. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah. But don't just look at it yeah. black and I, I white. Would, me as a player, as a, as a guy, I wouldn't even look at it that way because whatever Tony Pollard is averaging, that is Zeke's average too. Zeke takes a lot of the shine off of the defense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, even when Tony starts or have more carries earlier, it still comes down to Zeke taking the edge off of these guys. Uh, so uh, I look at him as one guy. You know, even though I would prefer if, if extra carries have to be had, I would give him the Pollard because of his explosiveness. But other than that, I look at him as one guy. <clears throat> you know. Okay, as we close out, uh, we've all got the Cowboys winning. Mm-hmm. So who are yes, we playing sir. next week? I don't care. Suit it up. Let's go. Now Everson Everson's got a home game next week. He's got because he's picking the Giants because he played for the Giants. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but he well, he's a Can sellout, they, and now he's not going to ride with the Cowboys. <laughs> no, no, he's nah. got he's got the Cowboys playing the Giants next week because he played for both teams. Nah, don't ride like that. Whoever <laughs> win, win. Huh? You know, when you get into the second round, I, and I and I hate to say this because we've been this, but it's, it's the first week of the, the Super Wild Card. I call it uh, garbage garbage time. <laughs> we make sure we get all the garbage teams out. Not the big boys. Are That's playing. right. And the Cowboys this year is a part of the big boys. Mm-hmm. So you don't worry about who you play. 
You just go for Just line them up. You just line them up now. See? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about who you play exactly now, man. Exactly what Michael Parsons yes. said. I go back to 92. Everyone thought the Eagles were all it. Earlier that season, yes. the Cowboys went to Philadelphia on a Monday night game, and the Eagles won 31-7. to yes. Cowboys came back three weeks later and beat them uh, at home. And then first round, our divisional playoff round, beat them at home and, and at Texas Stadium again, and then went to San Francisco win and then clobbered beat them Buffalo. Too. Yep, that's right. Just line them up. That's what Michael Parsons said. Bring yes, them on. man. Mm-hmm. No, man. This this has got to be so exciting because this is where I picked the Cowboys to be this year. You know, uh, I've had literally just blows with my team guys that we do the part. What what makes you think Super Bowl? When we prove that we deserve to be in that second round, that's where anything can happen. People say, "Well, you get in the playoffs, anything happen?" No. Mm. No, because first week the garbage gets taken out. This week, <laughs> this week right here, you get to take a little bit of the entree home. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So this is the big boy week. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yep. So you got the Giants or the Eagles? I'm, I'm tempted to I'm go Giants. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go Giants on that on game. That one. Mm-hmm. If it, what, who brings them? Who got, if we if they win, they get to come here, right? If, yeah. if the Giants, okay, let's go Giants. Yeah, that, whatever that, brings a home. That, you for think our that'll fans, help them? <laughs> uh, whatever does for our fans. I, I want our fans. You know, so so this is slap in the face, so we can stop being delusional about you know uh, NFC Championship games, the Super Bowl. Now we're playing in them. You know what I'm saying? So you can stop being delusional. Can't keep I, saying. Hadn't been in that <laughs> NFC title game yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. Can, can so you, I can you imagine it. how giddy Jerry will be if the Giants beat the Eagles on Saturday night? Did you and hear the him on his radio the show? Niners? I, did, I did not. Did you hear? He said his eyes were rolled back in his head. <laughs> and all you see the whites in his eyes. He said <laughs> it was on the radio show. They were playing a yeah. home yeah. NFC yeah. title yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is one time I probably would go to the game. I'd be like, you know what, fellas, y'all do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I'm stay going in the studio. Jo- oh, yeah. I'm going with Mr. Jones. We're going we gonna to drink it out. I ain't drunk in about 10 years. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, enjoy the game on uh, Sunday. Mickey's going to be there in Santa Clara. Yes. And, Nate, you're going to be back here. Yeah. Okay. And, and Bill's going to be with us in Santa you're Clara. This week, huh? I think I'm going there, okay. although I just got a text that may say otherwise. But we'll see. <laughs> okay. I'll be don't, doing something. Don't read it. Just yeah, go to the right. charter. That's right. Yeah. All right. And so we will be back here at high noon on Monday to talk about the Cowboys hosting the Giants in the NFC Championship. Yes, Yay. Are you yes, going to say go Cowboys? Oh, I was going to let Nate do that. Oh, Nate. yeah. yeah. You right. Go Cowboys! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Do it one more time, Nate. Go Cowboys! <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!